Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Welcome to Always Almost There Evening Edition, first one of Europe tour. After dark. This is amazing. I'm so excited to be here. Jive, Kevin, first time the three of us have been on a pod together. So even more amazing. I mean, there's just so much awesome stuff to talk about. I'm absolutely thrilled. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's an historic night on the pod. It is a historic night in so many different ways. Yeah, happy. Ha, yeah, very happy to be here uh, with y'all, uh, and not necessarily with uh, he who should not be named. <laughs> <laughs> That's close enough. Um, yeah, man. I, I mean, Europe tour is kicking off. We have a different sounding band, so there's a lot to talk about where that is coming from. We're in smaller venues. We have different instruments. We're back different lining. guitars. We have different guitars. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of amazing stuff going on. So I, different, I don't know. different languages, different languages, <laughs> attempts at speaking yeah. different languages, different yeah. poster different, artists, different different things that you call college. <laughs> Some call it university. Some people call it college. Uh, in any case, so I don't know, guys. Should we dive right into these shows or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Europe tour. I mean, this is awesome. Yeah, it's 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 funny to be even talking about this. So let's uh, yeah, let's jump I mean, in. We'll just uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say it's exciting. You're a veteran of Europe tours, so we have a resident expert here, uh, not on Goose Europe on. tours, but Europe yeah. tours. So I mean, you have inside knowledge. You've been to these cities, so it's almost like you were there, but you were just there a really, really, really long time ago. I mean, so it's hard not to think back. Uh, I did the I did the '97 winter tour, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's hard not to reminisce. Like seeing Goose over the night. I wish I, I really wish I could have made it over and 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 caught caught Goose in some of the same cities that I saw Fish in. I mean, that would have been amazing. Um, but 
having the opportunity to stream, I mean, most shows and, and, you know, having the opportunity to, to hear everything so quickly and then chat with you guys about it. I mean, it's it, even not being there. It's, it, this is still a, a, a super cool thing that's happening. So, yeah. Yeah, Europe in general, just like a historic place, architecture, food, uh, all of that stuff, the history that that is there. Uh, and so that much to, to, And then to be able to have Goose uh, have that as their backdrop uh, to play these shows, uh, to gain some new fans, yeah. you know, is awesome. You know, to be honest with you, <clears throat> it's been more fun for me watching all the people we know post like pictures and videos of walking around these places in Europe. Uh, maybe not more fun, but as fun as watching these shows. It's just, man, it's so cool. I'm so jealous of those folks. So if you're over there, well, you're probably sleeping right now, but like Ryan is. Oh, yeah. But when you wake up and watch this, you know, first thing in the morning, you know, yeah, <laughs> we're just, uh. you're not going to do that, but <laughs> he who shall not be named will, will, will probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So he's shall watching. we jump into the set? Jive, do you want to lead us into Paris? Or? He's watching now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so due to technical difficulties, uh, you know, we didn't get the stream of the Paris show, so we're going to we're gonna kind of roll that in tonight as well, get through Paris and Cologne. So, so yeah, Paris, I mean, kicking off the tour um, and, and coming right out with me and my uncle, which was probably – super unexpected by most people first time played since the very beginning of 20 2022 um so it's been a minute um since they played this one they used to play it a lot um actually was the opening song at my first goose show um if i'm not mistaken so so yeah yeah kevin and, and also kevs yeah yep that's right and so uh so yeah, yeah, cool, cool kind of way to open it up, I thought. You know what I mean? Like coming out and you know, you you, you do feel like you do feel like with with the Europe kind of with the locals, you know, I think in I think in this day and age, you know, a lot of these folks are hearing goose because of the accessibility online and all those types of things, but um but yeah, you got to feel like there's definitely some some kind of flow through for a lot of these folks, whether it's, you know, fish and the dead and, 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 and those types of things. So, um, so yeah, so I thought that was kind of, kind of cool actually to open up with me and my uncle. Um, and then all I need, then boom, we just drop into, you know, an, a, really an incredible version of all I need. And, you know, I just love this, you know what I mean? And, and this, this reminds me a lot of like cap night one, you know, which in a lot of ways was kind of the first show of the year and they just come out firing with jams, you know? And so, you know, drive, you know, in that case, um, but then later the, you know, the earthling and the all I need. Uh, but I, I, I mean, this is just, this is one of those things too, where, and I'm not trying to go on too long about this, but this is one where like right after it's like, Oh yeah, of course, of course you're going to drop into all I need, like song two in Europe. Like it, it makes perfect sense. You know, it's, it's what they do at kind of, you know, big shows and, you know, it's, it's one of their biggest jammers. It's one of the jammers that I think they feel probably the most comfortable with. And so anyway, just real quick on this, all I need, they come out right away into a really cool, you know, kind of, kind of first initial jam section. And it, it quickly gets real, like, you know, it's blissy and it's triumphant. 
you know, this is a, this, this is a triumphant jam. Um, and then uh, we go into a little bit of a clav jam once that big triumphant jam ends and, and that, I don't want to cut that jam short, but I think Neil, you're probably going to want to talk about it as well. Um, yep. And then into a nice clav jam, and then into, into a, you know, nice kind of blues, kind of, kind of piano driven, uh, you know, blues rock kind of jam to, to end it out. But yeah, really big all I need. Um, and then just real quick, the rest of the set, Mr. Action, the whales, turbulence, and then a, and then a drive Bob Don drive sandwich. So overall, I thought this was a really, really strong set to come out and drop on night one of this year too. I, I, I was, I was maybe a little surprised at how good this was. I thought this was a phenomenal set. Yeah, I mean, I really wish we had an opportunity to hear it in the moment because I think we would have been losing our minds uh, because this all I need is very, very good, and it's not just you know, it was a good jam and a show and we got excited about it. Like this, this is, this one holds up and it's got, I, in my mind, it kind of has three distinct segments to it. It has that initial bliss segment, which is, it's, it's better in a lot of ways than the kind of typical bliss that we've been getting. They've been inserting kind of bliss jams into Elizabeth quite a bit. And, you know, it shows up in lead the way and, and all these kinds of things. But this particular jam is like on the edge of blissy but like i don't know it's like something more than that and i think it just had a lot of depth so that was really cool and then they drop into the clav jam which was awesome but brief that really crunchy clav jam and then they finish it out which i guess it's a continuation of that clav jam that they dropped into with peter on piano and the whole thing just riffs it's this awesome driving jam so, I mean, that was great. It really was an amazing way to kind of introduce improv to this Europe tour. We had wondered, right? We talked about it on the tour recap. What was going to happen when they got to Europe? Were they going to go out there and try to win fans by playing lots of songs and playing stuff that I guess would like excite people who weren't familiar with the band's music? Or would they go out there and really hit people with improv? And here we are. Night one, we're hitting people with improv. I think you get that in the All I Need. You also see it in the the Bob Don Drive sandwich, which, you know, not the jammiest drive there ever was, but still is pretty darn good. And in terms of like the jams of the show, I don't think Drive actually is up there in the category with like, I guess, three of the other jams that were played, but it was still really good. So, yeah, I mean, there's jamming in this first set. Uh, me and my uncle was cool, you know, a nod to to the Grateful Dead when you go to Europe. I, I think we probably should have seen that one coming. But uh, yeah, cool stuff. And all things considered, uh, the band themselves had to battle through some adversity, right? They had a, a flight cancellation, had to hop a train. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. Prior they to the show. To, so there, there was a back, cyclone. Their, 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 <laughs> yeah. their backs were a little yeah. against the so, wall. Well, I, I did actually hear uh, a little bit that you guys might not have heard yet. So Malone ended up getting him to the venue. Again, <laughs> again. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it was, ama- it was amazing and such a coincidence. But um, yeah, just the dude saves the day. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he has all-terrain vehicles, really. 
He's a guy you can count on. On multiple continents. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so thank you, Neil, for hopping onto those comments because he didn't give me the level. I don't have the level of permissions to (laughs) show comments, but I guess I don't know. Uh, he usually does it though, so I'm glad I'm glad you're on that. I was going to tell you there's yeah. some really good ones coming through. Yeah, um, you're you're going to get yeah. some feedback in the official forum there, Neil, uh, when you get your review. Uh, oh, <laughs> hey, I, I can accept that feedback. I'm okay with that. Hey, feed, feedback is a gift. Uh, that's that's what I've learned uh, in the corporate world. Uh, that usually means they're going to tell you something shitty. <laughs> it's a co- the the old compliment sandwich. But, okay, I digress. Uh, Kev, anything else on set one? No, nah, we go, baby. Okay, okay, cool. Let's do this. Uh, set two. Madavan coming out, opening up up set two with uh, which yeah, I was kind of thinking we. I actually had Drive and Madavan uh, both up pretty high in my pick, so um, I was. I was pretty psyched for that. I just think just back to drive real quick. Sorry, but uh, I, I just, I feel like drive is, it's one of Goose's best songs. I mean, it, yep. in terms of, 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 you know, live jammers, I mean, you know, all I need is, is phenomenal. I, I mean, drives right up there too. I mean, it's, it's such a classic song and it's, I mean, it's just the energy and I mean, it's, it's so danceable and it's such a great song. So, um, but anyway, said to, so Madavan, and then Redbird, a Western Sun, and Empress to close it out. No encore. So, um, I mean, just <clears throat> first of all, in this Madavan, it's it's really good. Uh, there's a really good jam here. It's just it's a it's a super patient kind of laid back, you know, almost maybe ambient a little bit, you know, jam. It almost at times sounds like a slowed down version of some of the kind of Middle Eastern maybe Indian type type grooves that they'll get into almost sounds like a really slowed down version of some of that. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously they pick it up like they usually do fire through the ending. Uh, for me, this sets all about this red bird. Um, I think that, I think that the red bird and the all I need are both incredible jams coming out of this show. Um, this red bird is uh, it's very much just a kind of lock into a groove type jam and then just keep, you know, just churning through it and building it and subtle changes as it, as it kind of grows and builds. And, uh, you know, ultimately they kind of finish that off and they break it down a little bit. Um, and I, you know, I know time was an issue with this set for sure, because we, we ended up with like a 65 minute set, no encore. And so, the, the the one thing about the the thing about this Redbird is I, I it's so, I think it's really really good, and I I love it. It's, it might be my jam of the night, just ahead of the All I Need, but I feel like they cut it short a little bit. They just and, and they didn't quite give it the the big finish that you know maybe I, maybe you'd like to see, um, you know like Louisville and Warfield, um, but yeah, I just wonder if maybe they were like, oh man, this Madavon was was pretty lengthy. And this Redbirds get it get in around twenty minutes, you know. Uh, th- this I, I feel like they were up against the wall time wise, and they had to still get try to get through a couple more songs. And then even that, even the Empress is only like twelve minutes, so so they were really crunched for time. I would have liked to maybe have seen what could have happened with that Redbird, um, but but otherwise, hey, 
you know, for the time they they gave, this is a nice little set. I mean, two big jams and four song second set. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll hand it over to you guys. Yeah. Well, you hit on a pretty important point, which is this band has been up against time the whole entire time they've been in Europe, right? Like they they have to get on and off the stage. We had a well, we're we're gonna talk about this other show, but we had a really short set break here because the band wanted to do as much music as they could. Um, so I think you're right. I think after they played that Madavon, they were like, ah, shit, like we got to be careful. And, you know, you get less of the Redbird. And I, I think there's a few jams so far on this tour where they kind of do cut them short because I think they're worried about time. And, you know, historically, this band has had trouble with time management. Yeah, but and they only worry about that. time on one continent. They don't worry about time in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you get a really, really good Madavon here. I think it gets really weird for a bit. I think you get a actually a very familiar jam. It dances on the edge of, and I meant to like kind of find what this jam was today, but you know, if you kind of listen to the I think it's like the Cleveland All I Need, but I could be wrong. But very, very similar jam in there where Rick kind of dances around this this little like blissy theme. So that was cool. Really enjoyed that. And then, yes, the Redbird. This Redbird is, we've been talking a lot about Redbirds because they're all, they're so all fucking good. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this one is just better, I think, than the last few we've heard, even though we've kind of held a lot of those in high regard, right? Like you think back to Fort Collins, you think about the Wiltern. Those are all awesome. This one is very, very, very good. So the, the the notable thing about all of this is that like they're going out there and they're they're jamming, right? This was the thing that we were worried about. What was going to happen when they got there? And like they are absolutely jamming. And then also interesting thing to note here is Peter is operating at a, a fraction of his keyboards right now. So he has no organ. He has no vintage vibe. So he's pulling all of that stuff into a Nord, as far as I understand it. And sounds pretty awesome to me. Also in very tight spaces. Like if you were watching, I know you guys were watching today, like how much of a confined space somebody made a comment. And I know we're not there yet, but like, is every show going to get played at the mousetrap in Europe? Uh, yeah. And just commenting on the size of the stage, but he's operating in, in a much reduced space in addition to not having his usual uh, repertoire uh, since we were... Uh, in France, of, of instruments that he normally plays. Yeah, I, I think now is a good time to talk about this, right? So we got through that Red Bird without the vintage vibe. Um, there's also kind of throughout so far these first two shows, Peter without the Hammond, which is a big deal. It's a very big deal that he doesn't have that actual instrument. Obviously, they can't tour with that in Europe. It would be way too difficult for them to move that around. Um, but it sounds good and different we talked about this a bit before we recorded today about like peter kind of playing these non i guess authentic instruments up there on stage and like what it sounds like and you would think like well if it's not the real thing it's not going to sound as good but it's kind of offered a really refreshing sound to the band it's like just different and i think i listen to this band enough where just hearing like a different take on it is actually exciting for me so like you get the the nord organ sound you get the nord road sound and they sound i don't know they just sound cool and it i've been enjoying it so far i don't know maybe that wears off over time but 
it, it is pretty cool stuff. Again, just like comfort zone, not having, not not being in your traditional space in terms of setup on the stage, not having your traditional uh, arsenal of, of instruments to play, uh, in making do with what you have and still producing a pretty solid sound out of out of that experience, I think is awesome. And just being able to roll with those changes and those punches and those challenges that come with uh, touring on a different continent. Professionals, just absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let. Let me ask you guys a question. Just uh, uh, so we had talked a lot at the end of 2022 about like what happens when Goose goes into an arena. Like, is there sound going to translate to an arena? And I think you know we've seen all the things that have happened. They have since played in very large places like Spec. They have translated the sound pretty damn well. Um, so, what is your opinion on what they sound like now that they're coming back into? We're, we're like back in 2019 here in terms of venue size. Uh, how do you feel about the, the change in their sound doing that? Well, so one of the things that I was, I, I, I honestly, you know, so far, I haven't noticed a huge, a huge change. Um, and, and, and maybe I'm just not listening closely enough or, or don't have the expert here, but um but I, but we, we did talk about this a little bit, and so and so I thought about it when we talked about it, and my thought was that, you know, bef we we've seen this a little bit before, where they'll go to some bigger venues and they'll go back into, into some smaller venues, it, even like pre arena, right? And I think even in in some of those shows, we used to talk about this a lot, where they you, you make the move, and part of it is that you're spread out on stage a little bit more. And then you come back together and it's, yeah, I, I, you just, just from having some conversations as well, like it's different for them. You know what I mean? It's, it's a different vibe. You can have in-ears or whatever, but you know, if there's a big fucking difference between standing, you know, four feet from the drums, you know, or 12 feet from the drums. And so I always kind of felt like they were able to, um, I don't know, kind of hear each other just that much better and that they kind of would go back to some, some of their maybe old school, like playing styles of, you know, just really kind of building and, and flowing together. So anyway, I mean, they do that anyway now, because again, they're professionals, but, you know, I did, I did kind of wonder what we'd see. I haven't heard a ton, you know, different yet, to be honest, but, you know, I think, I think it's more to your point, Neil, of like, this is, especially with, with Peter, I mean, there, there is different gear and, you know, even some of that is well hidden, you know, by the way, I don't think, uh, yeah, I, th I think maybe a lot of people wouldn't, w might not even know that just listening to the music, right? Because right. he's, he's getting the, he's getting the sounds that he's after. It just might be maybe, maybe when you were saying like authentic or whatever, you know, it, yeah, it might not be the exact same, but you know, it's close. It sounds good. Yeah. I mean, you think back to when they played the, the Hammond for the first time, which I think was 4848. And Rick, they had an interview with Rick and Rick was like, nothing beats the, the real instrument. And I agree with that to, you know, to some degree, but I actually think whatever Peter has done in advance of this tour, he's thought about it and he has a very, very workable situation. So, I, I mean, it's exciting. And, you know, I, I don't know how much of the other stuff is backlined. We really haven't gotten that intel from folks over in Europe, but. I'm sure Rick is operating with a very, very different amp. 
Um, or maybe he's not. It's hard to say. Um, but I, don't I think the point was really kind of set off for me today in Cologne when uh, Jag went went to hand a beer to Rick. And Rick didn't have like enough space to move close enough, so he just like leaned over and grabbed it <laughs> from him. Like that's how close they were. Um, so uh, should we talk about Cologne because folks are chomping at the bit here? Uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of Cologne, yeah. Speaking of yeah. Cologne, is that how you pronounce it? I, I haven't been. I believe really positive on that. I believe it's, it's Cologne. Cologne, yeah. Well, there's like you know the the spelling of the folks over there, which is it's, just K O L N. Colm. Colm. Right on. So you've been there. So I'm going with Colm. I'm making I'm up. I've been there, but I, I don't think I said it. All right. So today's show, which this is the first time we're ever doing this, talking about a show the day it has actually happened. Uh, we have an Atlas Dogs opener yeah. into an incredibly unique jive one that confused the hell out of me. I was all of us that list. <laughs> you were like, this is jive one. And then we're like, Oh, hold on a second. This isn't jive one. This is jive Lee because they're just straight up going right into the jam. And then it ended up being jive one. I thought it was butter rum for a minute. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, who the hell knows? <laughs> um, so then you get a butterflies, you get an incredibly slow Rockdale, um, which we will talk about. Well, shoot, I'll just talk about it now. There was so much space in between the beats and this Rockdale. It almost made me feel like I was like unbalanced or like, I don't know, about to tip over where I was just like waiting for that like next hit. And I don't know, it was it was something. I actually really enjoyed this Rockdale. I thought it was really cool. And then you get jam highlight of the set. Well, maybe it's not the jam highlight of the set, but this Echo of Rose went to a pretty, pretty cool space where it kind of dips down into I like a space that you don't really typically expect from echo of a rose. I mean, this is the kind of song that can do anything at any given moment. I think out of all the songs in goose's catalog, this is the one that's the most unpredictable. Um, and this one does something that's actually like pretty different than what hit, echo hit, of a rose typically does. Hits, hits upon a certain melodic riff. Does it? Yeah, it does. that. <laughs> it does that. And then uh, set finishes off with a born, into ye old born jam uh which i love seeing this back so we get the the 2001 jam where i mean some folks were insisting that they were absolutely playing 2001 i think if you're looking for born with 2001 jams in it you can find more 2001 born jams but this was pretty cool and then it eventually weaves itself into tomorrow never knows which was was pretty good i didn't see that one come Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I had this on at the courts today, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> anybody wants to hear about that. Uh, <laughs> but no, the, the cool thing was uh, they must have, they must have, we, we got a better signal up here recently because I, I would be at the courts, you know, you know, last year, let's say, and it's one, yeah, I'm lucky to have one bar. Uh, so I'm able to stream a, sh a show live now from the courts, which, uh, which is a huge deal, um, but it's not strong enough to pull. Us, so it's not strong enough me to pull more the poster. I wasn't able to pull the, pull the print and oh, okay. that might've been <laughs> other, other issues. Uh, but so anyway, I, I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the courts, I'm listening to the show and, and yeah, I mean, this echo jam was, was definitely what kind of, kind of 
you know, caught my attention. Um, and, and otherwise, otherwise a great set. Um, I haven't gone back and, and, and re-listened to everything yet. I've, I've just picked out a couple of these jams. Uh, but yeah, I really like this echo and yeah, the born really, uh, really stood out to me as well. Um, really cool. You, I mean, you said everything, Neil, I mean, just, I, I love the, I love the classic, the classic born jam and, and then tomorrow never knows. So yeah, really, I, yeah, I think this might be a really cool, um, you know, kind of theme that's, uh, that they've started with, with me and my uncle in Paris, you know, and, and Toronto. I just, these are, when you, when you look at their body of work covers wise, I mean, you know, even though it's Beatles and the, and the Grateful Dead, I get it, but there, there is a little bit of a theme here. So, um, like to, I'm actually excited to see what covers continue to come out. Um, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll get some more, uh, and maybe even a nod to fish at some point. I think that would be also, uh, pretty cool. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, really, really enjoyed this set. I thought it was, uh, you know, didn't quite have, have the, the level of, you know, jams as we saw in Paris, but you know, strong set one, I'm sure everybody had a good time. Yeah, it's important uh, as we go around and talk about this show, there needs to be acknowledgement. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see all the comments. Uh, but one that jumped out at me was the need uh, to acknowledge the shirtless Jeb. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and the energy that that seemed to bring uh, to all the band members. Even Trevor at one point, I believe, after set, uh, took his jacket off. Uh, that's how hot it got on the stage there. Oh, man. It's funny that you bring that up. If you saw Ben's Instagram after the show, he was like, how hot was it in the venue? And he take, takes his shirt. He's like leaning out of the back door uh, of the venue. Uh. And he like wrings <laughs> out his shirt. It is an impressive amount of sweat. I don't think I've ever sweat that much in my life. Um, I mean, it, so, I, like, so you you referring to Ben's sweaty shirt as impressive. That's uh that's is that a that's a nod to Ryan I feel like um <laughs> All right. Um but it was impressive. <laughs> oh man. Uh I, I wasn't expecting that to hit as well when it Sorry. happened. But it, yeah, no, it's good. Um yeah, so looks like it was hot in that venue and then like, you know, Jeb was just going in, you know, just, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to rip this shirt off and just go hard. And he also did a, a good amount of the stand-up gong work uh, without the shirt off. So good on him yeah. for having that confidence. And, well, and he's been, getting uh, you know, everybody. I know he's been, I know he's been working out um, a lot. And he's, I think he's, I think he's proud of himself. Has he? We should all be, we should all be proud of anybody that puts that kind of work in. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see, there, there are folks out there. It's wild. You should go check it out. In any case, yeah. Uh, nobody to talk with set break vibes uh, about the show, so we're going to dive right into the actual set list. Um, so we have a Into the Mist opener, which like oh shit, unfinished. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really tragic. Um, and then you get a we'll uh, talk about hot, that hot Mosquenada, and I'm glad that I'm the one who gets to read this off because I generally love Mosquenada, and then this one. Oh man, I mean, it, this in terms of Mosque Nada, this might be the goat. Goat butterfly I, meme. I, I don't know. 
Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. we shouldn't be talking it about is. that at all when we talk about covers. But I mean, this one always hits. I think in this particular situation, it hits especially well. Because it kept they, going, man. It kept it, going. I thought it was going to end like five different times and it just kept going. Well, they're leading into the improv. And this is my favorite kind of goose improv where it is just chaotic and weird. And but everybody is screaming. Yeah. yeah I mean, holy shit. Maniacal it, laughing. You know, like I'm reminded of like yeah. other jams that I think are in the similar vein from this year. When you think about like the Boston Redbird or you think about the, the Ryman Rosewood, they all go to this really weird space for just a few brief moments. And I keep bringing this up when we do podcasts because they're so damn cool. And this is another one that goes into that bag of songs that have really just bizarre yet impressive improv. I, I, I would just throw it out there that I would love if they would spend like an extended amount of time, like five minutes maybe, uh, exploring like those types of weird, maniacal laughing, off-key, you know, out, yeah. of, out of song structure spaces. And they do it a lot in a lot of different songs, but that, that particular sort of style is, is, is really cool to hear. Portland Echo, right? Yeah. Uh, like you think back to 2022, yeah. they, they leaned into that. There's no reason they can't do that again. Like, just do it, man. Scare the shit out of us. Like, yeah. it's great. Um, so, yeah. So you get that Muscanata, and then you get an actually pretty nice hot tea jam there. I think a lot of us, we've talked about this on the pod a bunch. Maybe don't want to see hot tea in that slot, but they there did it was. not encore that shit. They, they did, did not, not encore that shit. <laughs> and then you get <laughs> you get a Your Ocean, which I mean, first one in a while. Oh, actually, I don't know when the last time they played it was, but it was a while ago. And then the set closes yeah. out with Arrow again, no encore because there's a fucking disco coming in, and like there's no stopping that train in Germany. So you know. It, it was nice that they didn't do something like tongue in cheek and like play Disco Inferno because that would have been very awful. Happy. Yeah, a lot of us are very happy they didn't do tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. So all in all, actually, this this works out to be a pretty great set. I think it pales in comparison to what they did in Paris, but you know, nicely constructed set. We talked with Ryan before we recorded this. We. Yeah. Uh, we didn't allow him to come on the show. Today. We consulted uh, with colleagues prior to live. Yeah, we consulted with colleagues. Yeah. Uh, Boss man. <laughs> but uh, this, this, from what we've heard from people inside the venue, it was an incredibly fun show. So, sounded good. The, hey, listen. Uh, this, this masquerade is, is, it's really good. And it, 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 uh, I wish it would have done one of two things: either keep going, you know, when it was when it was getting crazy, um, or return to miss and, and finish miss. I think that's the other thing that it could have done. Um, but but yeah, that's that that's a nice little that that's a nice little one two, you know, miss nada. I, I like that. I liked it a lot. Um, and and then yeah, you know, we 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 got the big arrow. Um, you know, we got the, we got maybe this, maybe a little bit of a short set, um, again, and then no encore. So, you know, I guess, I guess we'll see maybe in Amsterdam though, they'll, they'll save some time, uh, to do a proper encore, but, um, 
But yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, you know, Paris is is definitely where it's at, um, you know, improv wise, and, and and maybe I feel like energy wise and flow wise as well out of these first two shows. Um, and you know, we've got Amsterdam coming up, um, so uh, you know, I, I certainly do believe that, you know, one one set list eye was you know was was a show forward you know, when they were coming up to what to play in Cologne, you know what I mean? So um, not quite the flagstaff of Europe, um, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, you know, they're, they're setting it up. Amsterdam is going to be, going to be, you know, just off the charts. I feel like um, really, really looking forward to that. And, and just one quick aside there. I mean, I think that's great tour planning. I think having a couple days off and, you know, a lot of these cities are, are great cities, but, you know, I just I feel like Amsterdam, um, you know, from a from a jam band European tour, you know, angle, but also just just in terms of, you know, the history of the museums, the you know, every, everything that you have there. Um, yeah, the it's, canal, a, it's a great place to spend a couple of days. Yeah. yeah, great, great place to spend a couple of days between shows. So, yeah, I'm I am jealous of the folks over there for that. Yeah. And, you know, also they have Garrett. Who's done an impressive amount of research? Have you have you seen the thing that he's put together? He has is put together a, a book. No, it's like a legit, <laughs> like you can sell it. Okay. it it's incredible. <laughs> um, but it has like the every single stop of that their trip is planned out. It has like translations of like common phrases, like you know, in like seven different languages. Is like, hey man, do you have any weed? Uh, which is like really amazing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then like also like what time their train is leaving and like all this other stuff. I mean, he's done an amazing job. So, you know, you know, he's done the, the folks over there are in good hands. There's only a small amount of people that are traveling between shows. So, you know, lean on Garrett for, for Intel on getting around, but there's so much amazing stuff to do in between these shows. I mean, what a incredible opportunity it is for folks that are going. I mean, you know, you stop and like, you know, happy. was like sending us messages today of just like, just look at this fucking thing. It's just incredible in front of, I don't know what that, that church is called in Cologne, but uh, whatever that is, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember the name of that church either, but I remember you know, hanging out at that church when fish played in clone. And I feel like people told me at the time too, just, you know, side fact, uh, that that church has been basically under a constant state of construction for like, like, I don't know, was it like 700 years or something? I mean, it's something ridiculous. Um, it's a cathedral style church. So it's definitely at least 500 years old, somewhere in that area. Yeah. 1300s would put us back in the renaissance and i'm not sure if it goes back that far but this this is not an architecture podcast so this guy's just dropping (laughs) well yeah i wasn't prepared (laughs) (laughs) you weren't aware of his day job were you (laughs) absolutely incredible um well I, i think that brings us to the end of wrapping up these two shows uh, anything else you yeah. guys want to add about what happened in Cologne or I mean, Jive, like now's your chance, man. If you want to talk about anything, like, well, please. I just, I do think we, yeah, we don't want to, you know, we like, we do like to give a little bit of a fancy goose, uh, you know, commentary. And I think, I think we, we do need a slight update because, 
we do now have officially a Europe tour. I think slash Goosemess fancy goose competition. Um, so yeah, get your picks in. I mean, not how did gets this, their picks in every day. How did but, this last? Uh, how did this last tour turn out? B. Oh, fall tour for fantasy goose. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So no cares. we we did have uh we did have our first ever four time champion crowned. Who was it? Uh, now now that now that happened to be me. Oh my goodness. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Uh, thank you both. Um, but yeah, it's it's a wrap. It's officially a wrap. We didn't know what was going on. You know what I mean? We thought maybe they're going to pull this European tour in, and that'd have been cool too. But yeah, get out there and play some fancy goose. Um, get your picks in every day. It's a little bit, you know, you got to remember, you got to do it in the morning. Now you got to do it the night before, you know, you don't, you don't have the, 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 you know, the late afternoon deadline like you used to. So get out there, get involved and, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, th- I see a lot of familiar faces up at the top of the lid board already. So what's up, Wesley? <laughs> Here's a guy. Uh, so to answer Ryan Molnar's question, no, man. No, you just drink the Modelo. You don't need a yeah. lime. Yeah, it's a drink, not a meal. Yeah, Jesus. You just need fruit. It's not and, a dessert. And Modelo, if he wanted that, he would buy the Modelo that has lime and salt flavor added to it. Yeah, I, I mean, ugh, I don't know. In any case, I digress. Well, thanks for bearing with us. Uh, I think this was a fantastic episode. I think there's so much more exciting stuff to come. We're going to continue yeah. to do these episodes at eight o'clock at night. I think for now, at least seems like a as far as I mean to say, like as far as like a trio, like the poss of the po- of all the possible trio configurations of of always almost there. The factorial computation. This might be my favorite. Yeah, I think this, this might be my favorite. Yeah. Yep. This is the goat. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's indisputably the goat. So, Neil, uh, what do you think your two glows are going to be that uh, he who must, must not be named? What are the two glows he's going to give you? And what is the one grow he's going to give you? Uh, <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I don't know. He was texting me, actually, like as we started this. And I was just like, Dude, go to bed. Uh, so, uh, I think the Poor grow is, think is highlight more yeah. chat. Which normally I do actually, and then he kind of wrestles that away from me, so I just stop doing it when we're recording. But uh, yeah, so I mean, <laughs> I think a lot of people agree. Like this fucking is fucking you know, Vickers being ageist in the chat. Vickers just, just yeah, yeah, it, no, no disregard for anybody's Jesus. feelings. Yeah. So uh, to Schwartz, uh, this is a better, clearer saying of this that you can clip. Fuck you, Vickers. Full stop. Uh, so there we go all right I think that's a good time to wrap it up Uh, thank you folks for tuning in again 8 o'clock the day of the show as long as we have audio 8 o'clock eastern time evening of slash after show because it's after the show but it's the evening of it is the evening of I don't want people people to think that they have to wait till the next day no they don't I don't usually, right? But they they can though, right? They can. They can break it up into multiple parts if they want to. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to take choice away from people. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, we don't. We're going to do a part one. We were going to do a two parter. (laughs) 
Paris and Cologne, but yeah, we didn't. I mean, well, as, well, that's as funny. Said, we actually were. We were going to do an episode last night. <laughs> Once a night, we actually were going to break it up into yeah. two parts. <laughs> Here we are. Well, you can make it a four-part episode. You can stop at each set break. You can stop at each song if you wish. You that can is your choice. Ignore it. <laughs> um, you know, we will not gatekeep. Uh, what I would do. Yeah. Uh, in any case, yeah, I'm not so good at the comments, but you know, we'll get better at that yeah, as things better. go on. I'm going to check see if I can get uh, access to comment. Yeah, we'll work stuff. that out. Put a help desk ticket in, uh, uh, and we'll see what we can do with permissioning. Yeah, I got to yeah. get sign off. <laughs> But I am I am really looking forward to Amsterdam. I think it's I think this hopefully it's the three of us again. <laughs> yeah, I sure hope so because I could do this every day. I mean, we pretty much do, but like this is actually recorded, so that's great. All right, well, folks, uh, I'm going to end it right here. Thank you so much for tuning in, uh, man. I can't believe the next one of these is going to be fucking. <laughs> All right, take care, folks. Cheers, y'all. Jam. Mushrooms. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.